I can hit the right one. You did not hit the right one. I didn't, but now I can hit the right. Oh, oh. stand by. There we go. Now we're in the puzzle talk. That's on me. That that one's on me. not become a patron of the geocache talk network what are you waiting for patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at three dollars a month to sign up is easy simply go to the geocache talk website and click on the become a patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk patrons now get the famous blackout coin invites to special events and other really great items throughout the year become a patron today have you subscribed to ftf magazine yet FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. So it came out. Let me show y'all. See? Everybody's playing to each other, so it works out. <sighs> Beginning. So there we go. All right. I'd yeah. fire you, but then I'd have to do this stuff, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. Here are your hosts tonight, Tom Brotherman. And Kevin Divizia, aka Captain Math. AK, oops. AKA, <laughs> also known as Captain Math. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So, Charles is lost somewhere in Alaska, and <sighs> but we are here. And so is our uh, fans who are on for puzzle talk we got people from all over also obviously darren is in australia hopefully everything couple, is going well couple, in couple Wednesday. there from down under we did micah 272 also in australia uh sometime in the afternoon in on wednesday so i always ask him how the future is going for uh for, so uh but we got them all the way from kalamazoo michigan there's peter um if connecticut we get, if we get back with him does that mean we're getting back to the future we are getting back to the future uh -huh. by, by hearing about that yes yeah um thank you i'll be here you all night kitty catch on from that's right um, kitty catch australia do we have more people from australia than we do texas i think tonight? i think we do right now uh just finding our ways on from arizona and uh, let us know where you're at. Put it in the, the live chat. If you're watching either on Facebook 
or if you are on Facebook. So there's New Jersey. New Jersey. Hey. I'm from Jersey. You from Jersey? New, Jer from New Jersey. Jersey. What exit? <laughs> Whatever exit is, you can't turn left. My wife grew up there. She told me I'm really not supposed to say that, but I can't resist. The Fours Awakens is in. They what a great name. In for yeah, I know. Isn't that great? The four. Well, there's four of them. The Fours Awakens. Mm -hmm. uh, Colorado. <clears throat> Uh, Connecticut was there. I saw them earlier. Connecticut. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Well, let's, uh, we got, this could be an interesting show. Um, math, you know, most people like cringe when they think of math, but what's interesting, I'll <laughs> tell a quick, tell a quick story. Um, but, uh, there you go. <gasps> it answers Take eight. Oh, you're right. That's the correct <laughs> answer. Yes. I thought it was 42. But maybe not. I hit the. You're good. Mini Mag, California. Yep. Can you still, Pizza Ninja? Can you still not pump your own gas in New Jersey? Probably not. Hey, people got to work. Mm -hmm. People yeah, work. even Oregon. Even Oregon gave up with that. <laughs> but not New Jersey. Don't even dare try pumping your own gas. They'll run over. They'll grab you. They'll cost you. They'll take that thing back from you. <laughs> so it's like okay, whatever. Um, uh, my first Woodstock I went to when we drove through Oregon, I didn't know about that stuff. And we pull in to get gas somewhere. And mm -hmm. but then the guy, he was really busy and he looked at my plates and then looked at me and said, yeah, you know what you're doing. Pump your gas. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so many people, many, not everyone, many people might cringe at math, but I found something, Kevin, that I think you're probably familiar with or maybe even tom might be familiar with but i get binge watching off and on so it's semi binge watching um number file have you ever seen the oh YouTube? yes yeah number files i love number file uh they get down there and they grab their marker and the big piece of paper yep. and they start they start making you know start writing and they they show these a lot of times, if anybody's into, you know, go you can go find the, you know, go go do a YouTube search after the show for number file and watch them, and they're fascinating. I find them fascinating, and I'm not, you know, I was not a, I was not particularly good at math. I think I got to uh, analytic, analytic geometry, and that was it. I was okay. done. <laughs> I stopped. Yeah. That was. I took analytic geometry. I passed it, and I said. Okay, I think I've hit the. I, I think I've hit my limit, but uh, hit your limit. I see what you hit did my there. limit before I got to calculus or any of those or pre-calc or any of those good things. So, but number file, fascinating. Anyway. The beauty of that show, number file, is that they're so just like the name says. They're so excited yeah. about math. Um, their enthusiasm pours out, and uh, you get. You don't feel like you're going to ask yourself, like, why should I care about this? Because they care so much about it. They do such a great job on that show. Uh-oh. Did we lose? Gary's, Gary's freezing up. He okay. He, he froze. Oh, no. And I was answering a question in the chat room. There we go. 
Well, Gary will probably end up rebooting and coming back when he. Okay, so Tom, you and I are on. You and I are on. Okay. Gary, so I've, where so are I've, you? I've never seen that number file thing, so I'm I know what I'll be doing after the show. Yeah, it's beautiful. So many, so many uh, videos. Yeah. So, yep, there he bailed. So, well, I'm going to, let's give him a minute to get back on. Okay, we're having tech issues galore tonight, even before that's, the show. Oh, yeah, that's usual deal. Something's going on. I mean, Charles, Charles was going to be iffy to begin with being on here because of where he's at. And then his computer got the blue screen of death, so. Oh. That ended that, and then you were having problems with your headphones. Gary's having to reboot before the show. I think this computer may even die, so I may end up figuring out how to do this myself. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he gets back on because I've got notes on one and not on the other. So I'm. Well, are you able to bring I, up screens? Let me see if I can do this. I have to add it over here. No, because this one doesn't have that. So, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Sweet. Hold on a minute. Meanwhile, you know, there, there's there's 10 kind of puzzle people, those who understand it and those who don't. Ta -da -ta, one zero. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. So. Tom, just to throw out a thought, you know, if you want, while we're waiting for him to come on, um, those puzzles I shot to you guys, are we able to bring you, those you up to talk about them? You shot him to him, I guess, because I don't know which puzzles you were talking about. So that's another uh, reason yeah. I'm hoping he gets back on. Gotcha. Um, Let me see try. if I have. Do I have the ability to share? A, do you want me to try sharing a screen and see if it works for me? Oh, you can. It's just. Hold on here. There we go. All right. I got it where I can share a screen. Okay. Oh. I have to bail for just one second. Remember, I had to kit. You can tell what's going How on. How about this? You know, hold I'm on. alone? Hello. Oh, gosh. Yes, ma'am. You're listening in right now on Tom Electric Waterway. Let's see. <laughs> okay got time with the kiddo good good now yeah all right let me let's see share share screen uh, that's not the screen i want to share i want to share tom if it were possible to go to that algebra railroad nightmare at least that way we can work that one in. Gary is back. Sorry about that. No problem. Good. You're back because I'm having problems too. <laughs> <laughs> I went to try to share this stuff and it wasn't working for me. I was going to okay. get there. And meanwhile, where are you gone? The kiddo called. So she's at, she's at four. 
Oh no, she's getting mm. she's about getting close to delivering the baby. We're gonna be EWB Junior. Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, which one are you guys talking about right now? And I'll, I'll the, bring, the, bring it up. First one? one, the okay. Mathematic Series Algebra. Okay. Awesome. So, pretty, pretty. I mean, I would say simple, but I mean, they don't all have to be difficult, right? No, they don't all have to be difficult. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I can share the screen. Can share, share the screen so people know what we're talking about, and I'll put the code oh. out there. Yeah. See. Algebra I wasn't too bad at. Algebra was uh I was pretty good at I yeah. pretty good. I'm pretty Oop, pretty good. I, <laughs> I left out the four. Oh yeah. Um Try that. we talked that about one ought to work better. Yeah, and something we talked about before the show is obviously we don't it, people know that that watch the show regularly. We don't share. We're not here to solve puzzles for you. We're here to unless you're you. on the, the super duper extra large bison tube patron, and then we'll consider it. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that even then. But we're trying to give you a nudge. But also, as we talked about before, we're trying to do two things here. We're trying to help you in solving puzzles, mostly, you know, that, well, they don't have to be in your area, mostly just solving puzzles. But we also are hoping that uh, people watching will also then build puzzles if they get inspired. Mm -hmm. So that's, we're trying to do both. So, so, uh, so. So scroll up to the top so they see the title of this one. Just that title alone might scare the crap out of some people. <laughs> Mathematics series, algebra. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is a cash flow of the Wild, Road of, Wild Rose of Texas. I know who that is. Oh, I know who that is, too. I, I think I is. think she, I thought she adopted this one. She may have. I don't remember. It shows you she's got it. Been out since 2014. Um, this one... Actually, he's had some some DNFs recently, which that's okay. It happens. But um, we're she, all about solving the puzzle, right? <laughs> yeah, solving the following. Al I love this algebraic. What a great phrase. Algebraic problems to find the correct coordinates. And then she gives information about that. And then she gives <clears throat> different algebra items yeah um, she ad she adopted this one i went through the notes oh, okay. I, was, I was i was like i don't remember this being hers but but not bad i mean this is a pretty pretty straightforward but still fun you know get people to think a little bit do you remember uh, how to do do this kind of algebra uh <laughs> well we're, we we got several variables Mm -hmm. 9g plus 2 equals 20. So I've got to be able to determine g based on the information you've given me, and I can. And I think I can do that with all of them. And then she does something. The sum of half of a number of that is that. What it, What is the number? Same as f, same as d. So some of them are re repeated. Okay. 
So the yeah. sum of half of a number and five is nine. So I assume that we're looking for the number that right. she's talking about there. So half of what number and five gives you nine? Gives you nine. So to have a sum of half a number, so I would assume eight would be the number. Yeah. Half yeah. of eight is four plus five is nine. Nine. Ding, so ding. Forth. Yep. Yeah. I like that one. You can do uh, all this. You can do it. Yes. All right. And if, well, and if not, find a high school kid who's or middle school <laughs> kid going through algebra and sub it out. Mm-hmm. You want to go? Where do you want to go next? You want to go the next one? You want to go, go down yeah, further? Just, yeah, just go right down the list. <clears throat> okay. Next one is a an arithmetic. Ooh. What a great! What a great name! What a great uh, word! Arithmetic. Should be the three the three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. Reading, writing, arithmetic. But it's. I, uh, I, I thought it was reading, writing, and recess. Well, it probably was. That was definitely for me too. Was reading, reading, writing, and recess. Uh, so this one uh, has has been archived. That's okay. We we talk about archive caches on the show a lot too, uh, because we get good inspiration from them. Mathematics can be subdivided. Gotta sh- Captain Math. Captain Math. Captain Math can help us with this, by the oh, way. So there you go. Let's see if we get this right. Tell me if this yeah. is correct. Mathematics can be can be subdivided. Go ahead. I was say this is by the same guy. So up the top, you'll see Cardo Ed. But if you see at the very top, it says Golden Goddess seventy three done because she adopted this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So when, yeah, when he was leaving, leaving town, he adopted <laughs> all the stuff out, and so. Oh, okay. Cool. Mathematics can be subdivided into the study of quantity, structure, space, and change, i.e. arithmetic, algebra, geometry, and analysis. I have never heard that before. (laughs) Arithmetic is the oldest. This part I think I've heard. Arithmetic is the oldest and most elementary branch of mathematics. Start here if you want to learn the basics. Okay. I can kind of see that. Uh, you know, with mathematics there and that attempt to define it, I was part of a conversation one time about a bunch of math geeks together, mathematicians, uh-huh. and the question uh, being discussed was define mathematics. Right. And that catches you by attention because how do you define something that you basically live in like that? And one of the best definitions I ever heard for it is mathematics is the study of pattern. And that's, that really applies to geocaching because you're solving these puzzles. Can you see the pattern and ah. what's coming up? That's it to see through that pattern. Right. But, that's pretty, that's a good way to put it, Kevin. I mean, I would say mathematics is you got three kids and two cookies and somehow you satisfy all of them. (laughs) You can cut it up properly, right? So everybody gets even amount. No, no, you eat them both. Oh, and just just tell them you're going to go get them McDonald's or something, right? Kids are on their own. (laughs) Kids are on their own. Get a job, kids. Buy your own cookies. Mean daddy. Uh, But, you know, back to the the, thinking about what you're saying there, Kevin, is that – it, it as 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 you would 
as you would most aptly say, we use math every day. We all use math every day. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is that um, you know about patterns. You know, one thing that we do as good geocachers is that we we look for something that's not a pattern sometimes the unusual pile of rocks, right. unusual pile of sticks, something that are a, a beacon as people call it. Sometimes the, the large tree that you're thinking, okay, the cache is pretty much got to be there. Doesn't have to be, but more than likely it's at the tree. So we're, we look for patterns in, in nature to help us with geocaching. So I can see that. Yeah, Gary, if I could throw this in, you know, I was a, yeah. I was a statistics teacher for uh -huh. a long time. Oh, I love and one of the cool things about statistics <laughs> is mm -hmm. that there is this concept that actually a lot of statisticians these days argue whether we should even bother to teach it anymore, something called a p-value. And right. it's basically this measure of how unusual or should maybe I should say how common a certain thing is under certain conditions. And just mm -hmm. thinking of what you just said, you were practically describing the concept. I've actually used geocaching to help explain uh, p-value to my students ah. in the past because, you know, you talked about that unusual pile of rocks. So you'd ask yourself when you're walking along, what's the likelihood that just by natural causes that these rocks are going to be sitting here in an arrangement like that? Right. And when you see something that's just unusual, when we say the p-value is low, yeah. Uh, then we know something's uh, unusual about that. And of course, that's when we start seeing those things. So the geo pile and, um, you know, uh, geo trail, geo trail. Yeah, that's right. Shouldn't it should not be there. That's it. So it's a it's a something that's outside of the the no outside of that normal. It's something that sticks out. It's the whole Sesame Street. What is different? You know, what is. You know what? What's what's different? What's one, what shouldn't be long? One of these squares is not like the others. Exactly. Uh, Forza White can put it. You look for the pattern and then determine what doesn't fit. There you mm -hmm. go. Um, Did you look yes. at the questions on this one? Yeah. Oh, by the way, statistics class. So aren't like seventy three percent of all statistics made up? <laughs> but I forgot with different numbers. But yeah. yeah. But I guess if they're all made up, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> right. So you're taking um, a test, and then it really matters. <laughs> Trisha does point out that there's no checker. A lot of these older ones, I think. Yeah, the older ones yeah. don't have them. Yeah, I guess you could if you have an old one. One, by the way, um, you might want to go back and put a put a checker on them. You can. It just yeah. many times they don't. But the one we're looking at's archived, isn't it? Yeah, this one's archived. Read the questions, though, because they start yes. out simple and they get a little tougher. It gets interesting in the second set, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts out with what's the sum of seven, what was the sum of two and zero, and then what's the product of nine and one? Okay, we're, we're, we're flowing now. And then it gets to <coughs> what number is the dividend eight divided by four equals two? And then, like you said, does it get even... Before that, ask what prime, which which number is prime? Okay, yeah. no problem there. What number is not a natural number? That okay. I, <laughs> I'm not fond of the way that one's written. Can I say that here? Sure. Um, 
What because, number is not a natural number? Well, there's all kinds of numbers. They don't have to be whole numbers or integers or whatever here. So, right. but I guess that's what we understand they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but natural uh, numbers, we counting numbers. Yeah, that one's that one should be a gimme on this puzzle, though. Anyway, yeah, because of where it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Same with the next one. The, the, if you don't know the yeah, how many angles? You don't even have to know that. You just have to know where this, whereabouts this cache is, and that part's easy. Yeah, right, right. You're kind of brute forcing then. Well, not brute forcing. You're you're solving it backwards though. Well, on this oh, part, man. the the first four numbers should be pretty easy to get. I know. How many angles does a nonagon have? Does it, it would be zero? Right, nonagon is not non nonagon. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Does it work that way? No. Uh, That's more a language question. Yeah. There is, there is a little oops on K there. And, oh, reminder, not remainder. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Aha. Uh -huh. Maybe that's part of the puzzle. You know, that's what I, that was my problem when I first started doing puzzles was I thought everything was, everything was a puzzle. And so the first law of puzzle caches is that <laughs> Don't overthink it. <laughs> Sometimes I over, I would always, well, always, yeah, pretty much always I overthought them. I always think, oh, well, maybe there's something about the space right here. Contact the puzzle owner and, and go, but there's extra space here, and I'm contemplating <clears throat> why. He goes, I just threw an extra space because I made it. I, mis I mistakenly put an extra space. Move on. That's not the puzzle. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm overthinking it. It's like, oh, that's misspelled. That must be the whole puzzle right there. Well, on yeah. some puzzles it is, but not this it one. It might be, but not this one. How many halves does an entire have? That's funny. It's a funny way to put it. Yeah. A whole unit, maybe. Might sound yeah, better than an entire. I don't know. I think I, I think it's I kind of like the the weird way they put it. How many halves does yeah. an entire have have? How many halves does an entire have? Yeah have i guess how many thousands are in seven thousand ten mm, it's interesting yeah yep all right i like go it the, go to the next 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 more arithmetic more arithmetic okay more arithmetic i don't see this one hang on here. no it's uh, arithmetic two arithmetic two and no, i'll oh, grab this the note for everybody to look at and I'll share the screen. Okay. I was going to type it in, but if you're already there, then I ain't going to mess with it. I got it. So, share. Uh, arithmetic. You have a GC two. number for that quickly? Either of you? Yeah. GC 4 P as in puzzle. Mm -hmm. V as in v. virtual. Or validate. Nine as in difficulty. Nine. <laughs> nine and then D as in difficulty. Okay. Send nine down. Thank you. Here it comes. Okay. Oh, this is that Carto Ed. You know him, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carto Ed. Okay. So this, this is hidden. pretty pretty similar to the last one. This was in twenty thirteen. Except for this one doesn't have as many gimmies in it. 
I should name it the furlough cash. Ooh, furlough. I like the, I don't know about you, Kevin. I like the old, uh, and I've used them in a couple uh, caches. I like the old words we used for measurements. I don't know why I find them fun, but like league, we don't really use the term oh, league very yeah. much. 20,000 leagues under the sea, but league or cubit depends on which, mm-hmm. which cubit you're looking at, but cubit right. is kind of a cool term. Uh, in this curse, a furlough, we, you know, usually in horse racing, you hear about a furlough, but for you long, just don't hear yeah. furlong. Yeah. Furlong. furlong yeah. yeah. But, but um, there's all these terms that a span, I think is there's an actual yeah specific measurement for span. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. There's several of those words that we just don't use anymore in typical American English. I don't know about around the world since we are international. And, and there's words that we use that think aren't anything and are like buttload. Right. <laughs> that how much is that? Yeah. What's the weight yeah. of that? No, That's, it's an actual measurement. It's 126 gallons of wine. Is it really a buttload? Yeah. Versus the crap ton, that's a different different one. That's that's a whole other thing, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Uh, of course, we use Im- imperial. Ooh, very, very hoity-toity to say imperial versus, versus metric. <laughs> well, I don't want to put it. Uh, Voltkoff saying hey, question T has two answers. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get back to that page there. Where did we go? There T, go. which is which of the following is not a prime number? Oh yeah, yeah, he's was... right. Well, wait, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's two. There's all right. Let's can we just talk these ones through? You can because, talk about uh, yeah, because yeah. I mean, one's yeah. not a prime number. A prime number is any number that's divisible by exactly two numbers. One and yep. itself. And itself. So two is prime and three is prime. Four is composite. So it's not prime. And one is just unity, as we like to say. There's a does that sound hoity twitty? I don't know. <laughs> but uh that, that one that's he's right. So hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Georgia with that guy. So we'll be uh, able to <laughs> argue about stuff like this. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna give too much away, but you know. Yeah, is that the one we're looking for? Probably. Which one is not a prime number? That's probably the one that you're referring to. That one might be the one. Yeah, that may be the one. Was this one archived? No, it's not. No. Archived. This is live. So this we helped live. you with a little bit in case somebody needs chicken eats or a great red spot. There's a you can come down here and get it. <laughs> How many faces does the cube have? Well, it didn't have any faces. It's a cube. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm overthinking it. Mm-hmm. I funny though we just talked about that how many pints in a quart uh very imperial of us to use right that's uh yeah we don't uh but certain I, pen- go ahead I always struggle I have to stop and think through those ones just some of these just aren't natural to me so yeah two pints in a quart but it's like I oh, that's down same uh, thing. well that depends yeah. if I got to the ice cream before you did yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it may have went, a, went from a quart to a pint, is what you're saying? It may it may be a lot less than that. <laughs> All right. 
Let's switch gears. Where do you want to go next? Want to go to 3.14? Oh, yeah. Let's go there. That sounds like fun. Where is that? We all love pie. Yeah, it makes me hungry to see that. Uh, I may have to ask for your help. Oh, wait a minute. I maybe have found that one. Is that 5P1 H2? H2, yeah. Which is funny. It has P in it. Yeah. The letter, you know. Okay. There we go. Oh, Oh. wow. I actually solved this one before. I never been down there to get it. You were a solver. I was a solver of this one. Uh, is this one? Is this one down your way? This is five miles um, from the house. Oh yeah, you're right. Now it's got a certitude, so that's nice. I like the fact that it has that. Mm-hmm. Uh. He goes through and gives a nice explanation. Ooh, I love that photo, that picture. Yeah. Oh, let me share it. It would help if I shared it, wouldn't it? This one's more than math, though. Ooh, more. Oh, no, it's just just some simple math. Simple. I like the way you put that. Simple math. I love that photo. That's what I'm trying to explain to the people listening. And I'll explain it to those that are listening or people watching. For those listening, uh, it's a picture of sort of pie, but it's going in a weird direction. It's it's spiraling in on itself. And uh, I like it's that. Going, it's it's going down the drain. It is, but it's infinitely going down the drain, or at least we think it's probably infinite. It's, it's probably infinite. It's probably infinite. As far as we know, it never repeats. Should we keep going on the on the computers that are trying to figure out pi, Kevin, or do you think it's a waste of time? Do you think I, that, this one might proven? not fit what we're doing here? I, right. I don't know. I because I had taken some notes on this one. This I must have solved in you know uh, not a long time ago back when uh, we didn't have room for these notes. And I don't know whether you want me to say any more, but I mean, I have in my notes that there's a certain thing that you need to be able to look into, you know, like yeah. go to the source. <laughs> sure. Let's just say there, there's a tool in the notes that you'll get that will be very useful for this puzzle. Because there's only a whole, there's a few common things people do with pie. So, but the first thing you got to do with this one is find the puzzle. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then once you find the puzzle, which really isn't that difficult, then you got to figure out what the heck is he telling me there with it. But mm-hmm. then once you say, okay, well, what could I possibly do with what he's given me other than the obvious? Yeah. Then, then, the, then it becomes a matter of plugging it in and see what happens and comes out. Cool. Like so there, I, I solved it without saying a thing. Without <laughs> you solved it without solve it without telling anybody how to solve it, but you solved it anyway. That's that was I, useful, and for just send twenty bucks in a self-addressed stamped envelope. But <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I said. Wow! I'll tell you, I think we just threw a curveball to everybody because this one's quite a jump in difficulty from the ones we were talking about before. This is wow. a pretty good jump. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I, I don't think I solved this one in five minutes. Oh, yeah, no. Difficulty four. Oh, I'm looking where this is. <clears throat> but let me go back to a question I was asking about Kevin. Uh, mm -hmm. So people have there's probably there's got to be a computer out there currently running that is trying to solve pi is it a waste of computer power at this point are we have we proven i guess that's my question have we proven that there's no way to find the end of pi that's my question yes we have um okay. pi is proven actually there's two answers to this but they both say yes it's proven because uh pi is first and foremost i guess it's a irrational number you right. there's no way to write pi exactly as a ratio of two integers two whole numbers i guess you could say and um mm -hmm. but uh the fact that it's irrational means that um you're never gonna your decimal representation is never going to terminate or repeat it's going to continue to go on and on and on that way but pi has like an even cooler level of complexity to it um, it's uh, known as a transcendental number. Right. And as a transcendental number, the transcendency that we're talking about here is that um, why, uh, if I had an equation like x squared plus 5x minus 7 and wanted to find out, okay, what would x be? Well, right. x would come out to be one of those irrational numbers we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But pi is even more sort of out there than that in that uh, it's transcendental um, because you, I hope I didn't say something wrong just now, but um, you can't have like something based on exponents or radicals that's mm -hmm. going to end up equaling this either. So it can't be, pi can't be the solution to say x to the cube, x cubed minus five x plus seven or something like that equals zero. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, we not need not worry. I mean, there's not, you're not going to run out of digits of pi. You're not going to find a, a cycle. You are going to see just by random randomness in here, I guess you could say looking in here that not very far in it, there's a string of like six nines in a row and people think, wow, there's something to that. But then <laughs> it goes on its merry way after that. And those right. six nines in a row are probably in that picture somewhere, but uh, don't make my eyes look for it. <laughs> right. Uh, so which, the guy walking along the pie string just stopped to smell the flowers for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. That's it. Said, I'm, I'm going to keep going now. Uh, yeah. It's sort of the. Is it? Is it the phrase that? Because Karen said because <laughs> a, a circle can always be of any size, but mm -hmm. is it that you can never create? the perfect circle is that where that's coming from that it can never be perfectly round therefore there's always you can never determine no. the roundness of a circle is mm. that how that's is that why pi is is irrational or is there some other reason for no the the reason basically is just that you know when you oh this is this is a deep question, way more than I think we can handle in the time that we got here. Right. But, you know, 
to say what pi is, and when you think of a circle, yeah, you can talk yeah. about a perfect circle. It's this all the points right. that are the same distance from a center, right? Um, in a flat surface. Yeah. But what's neat about it is that if I could take that circumference of the circle, that distance around it, and snip it and stretch right. it out like a string, I actually have a puzzle cache based on this. Mm. Um, stretch it out, then this uh, circumference is if I looked at how much longer that is than the diameter of it, ah, gotcha. of the circle, that ratio is pi. Is pi, right. Yeah. So, so, so can we there. say what pi is? We can say exactly what pi is, but we can't say it exactly with our language of decimals. It's not going right. to work. We can't get to yeah. the final part right. of it. Yep. You can uh, be right uh, forever, or you can just say pi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Uh, uh, let's see. This next one is funny because it's a completely different. Uh, it's a pie, pie, a pie tree. Pie tree. I'm looking. Hey, what about this. what about this question here? Okay. It'd be a ten pan ratio. I get it. I know where he's going with this. I think it's funny. Oh, a golden ratio would pie be the ten pan ratio. Mm -hmm. Tin, tin pan, tin. Well, pan? depends if your grandma cooks it in a tin pan or cast iron pot or skillet, or yes. she got the the corning ware or what. <laughs> Next one is called pie tree, hmm. and it's a riddle, I guess. And the riddle is: blueberry, apple, banana cream, lemon, and cherry are significant. Mathematics is a great subject. I think Kevin would agree. Put the two together and it should lead you straight to the cash. <laughs> okay. Pi. Mathematics is a great subject. That's. Put the two together. Difficulty four. I'm not seeing the riddle. You will need to decipher the riddle in order to get the actual coordinates. Once you find it, you can head over to one of my other nearby caches. The riddle is blueberry, apple, banana cream, lemon, and cherry are significant. Okay. I see something catches my attention, but I'm not sure it's going to give us I bet it is. an answer. You see it? I, I, I Look at those yeah, first I, letters in there. Is that what where you're thinking, Tom? Oh, I've got this solved. Solved and found. <laughs> oh, okay. Solved I, and yeah. found. I haven't seen it until just now. Um, you know, it, it. This is actually one of those things we were talking about before, guys. When um, is there something? <laughs> yeah, I may be going the wrong way with this. I don't know, but it, I I find it unusual that of all those words that are significant there, that. Mm -hmm. Outside of lemon, they all come in the early part of the alphabet. Um, right. So blueberry is two, apple is one, banana cream is two and three. I don't know if this is going anywhere. Um, how many digits do we need? We only need five digits. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's five different kinds of pie. Yeah. Right. And there's five digits missing, right? A, B, C, W, X, and Y. There's six missing, I guess. No. Oh, are there six? No, no W no, is West. Five. Oh, West. Um, you're right. That's not a yeah. integer or a right. Yeah, A, B, C, and X and Y. Those are the five that are missing. 
What is what is he? I, th I thought you would have picked up on this thing. So what's he tell you about those pies? They're significant. They're significant. Like that significant should, digits. That should ring um, a bell to you right there. <laughs> hmm. And it's a and it's a puzzle about pi. So two blueberry two, apple three banana cream lemon cherry well, they're all pies this is terrible i don't see this one uh, uh i don't want to give too much away but you got you know it's got to do with pie mm -hmm. right and i already made a big deal about significant significant hmm. am i thinking too mathy with like thinking that's significant digits. It's something's different than what I'm. It does no, have a chapter. Significant digits has got everything in the world to do with it. Oh boy! Sign significant. Wait a minute. Nine five. No, that can't be it either. No, because remember, pies involved. Right. So which digit in pi? Pi may be involved more than one way. I'll put that. How's that for you then? I'll, I'll say that. Oh. The, the names of the pi are important and pi is important. So, so I think I know where you were going, Kevin. You're thinking uh, blueberry has got nine letters. Is that right? Four. Five, but that's going to break six, down eight. in a little bit. But what's the ninth digit in pi? Maybe that's what I was thinking. Oh, or significant. The ninth digit in pi? Ninth digit of pi, because I'm thinking, because banana cream has got what? Two, four, five, five. six, eight, 10, 11. So I'm thinking you can't use 11 because that doesn't fit into the, to the, to the, um, to the coordinates, but it could be the 11th digit of pi. So stick with Apple for a minute. Okay. Five digits. So pi is what? Three point what? One, one four, four one five. seven nine. No, right. no. Three one. point one four one five. So the fifth right. digit five. Right. Is that what you're getting from that? That's what I would get. Because blueberry is is nine letters. Yeah. So that so would be three. Point one four one five nine two six five. So we should have five for the first two. Leave the leave the three out. Oh, leave the three out. They only want decimals. Significant part. Gotcha. After the all right. So three point one four one five nine two six five three. So three. Three. Right. Three is it? Okay. All right. I get it. Yeah. Right. I like it. You know, truth is, Tom, I would have been sitting here guessing until something hit the geo checker on this one because I, <laughs> I don't know, but that hint's not jumping out at me or something. It's like, oh, gee, of course, significant. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. Well, there's a reason why this one's a four. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Took a little, tr little, little trick down. Um, I don't know if you probably you, you may not have one in this one, but. The first time I saw it, it's kind of like when you when you get and y'all have probably been there on this road. The first time you see 
some kind of cash container you've never seen before. I remember the first time I found a fake outlet. If y'all ever seen those or fake yeah, wall, yeah. wall, you know, the first time you see it, uh, in fact, Susan's the one that found it because that's typical. She's much better at geocaching than me. She moved it, and I was like, whoa, how can you move it? Because it looks like it's bolted in. She moved it and flipped it around and goes, look, there's a, there's a, there's the logbook. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. So the first time I saw what I'm about to tell you about, it makes perfect sense. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But when you first see it for the very first time, and that is a cache where the digits perfectly for coordinates are perfect in pi because yeah there's so many there's so much randomization within pi and there's those part there's those um there's apps out there that will let you so like if you have um a, a, you want to give people the location you know, the puzzle and you have coordinates that you need to give them for the final. And you can deter, you can find that in a certain location in pie. I found that yeah. to be amazing. Not that it makes the, perfect sense, but the first the tool, that's, the tool that's in the notes that will do that for you. Cause I've found some of those. I don't have any cool. of those in the right. They're yeah. not in the thing tonight, but I like I that. Some of those. Yeah. Now, what's funny, or what 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 really was was made it even cooler, was uh, we had an event um, here locally <coughs> back in 2015 on March 14th. So oh, yeah. it was 3.1415 was the date of our was our pie date right uh event in fact i made i made uh path tags to give out at the event that had <laughs> 3.1415 on it that day we went and found a cache that was just like i was telling you all about <laughs> the the you had to find a certain point in pie and it gave you the final coordinates to the to the cache and the cache was a little plastic uh container that was in the shape of a like a blueberry pie or something so okay it was like everything was perfectly fit <laughs> on the 3.1415 <laughs> day we had an event and we went and found this cache and and there was it's like it was like a perfect perfect storm so yeah yeah all right let's look at we're gonna look at a clock cache is that where we want to go yeah next? yeah that okay. one there's two ways that? to do this one so let me bring it up, and then I'll share it with the chat room. Maybe call out a GC number if you and don't mind. I, I will. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, GCW, uh -huh. as in water. D is in difficulty. Eight, the letter eight, the, the number eight. Sorry, the letter eight. The number eight, and then D is in difficulty. So GCWD8D. Okay, WD8D. And I'm learning a clock cache. Clock cache. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Ouch. I think you said you found this one, right? Or not? You, you solved it. I haven't. It. I solved it. I never uh, actually gone out and found this one. Okay. But, oh, yeah. This one's kind of, you know, if you, if you like a lot of, 
I don't want to say sloppy arithmetic, but of a lot of, it, once you get the concept of it, the concept is really cool, but the uh, arithmetic to follow it through to the end is a bit of work. Yeah. So calculator. This, right. So this one I think is <clears throat> interesting because you're, says until now I have resisted <clears throat> mathematical puzzles. If one of my puzzles seemed to have a mathematical bent, <clears throat> it was always a twist that allowed you to solve it without math. But if Markta can have a path puzzle, somebody they must know, so can I. Mm -hmm. Here's one that <clears throat> needs only simple arithmetic to figure out. Once you see how it's done, the values for the coordinates formula can be quickly worked out on a calculator. Yeah. The hour, minute, and second hands on an ideal analog clock all line up exactly only once every 12 hours at noon and midnight. Right. It's the old uh, joke about the clock is the broken clocks correct twice a day. Yeah. The hour and minute hands line up 10 additional times between noon and midnight at the following times. Wait a minute. The hour and minute hands line up. 10 additional times. And he gives you those times here. Yeah. Or most most of the the time. <clears throat> okay. He gives you the hour, the minute and the second. But to get the coordinates, you have to find the 10th of a second. Oh, wow. But you only need the hour and minute to line up. The hour? Right? Yeah, you need the hour and the minute hand to line up. And he tells you what time to do that. But only out to the second. And he wants the tenth of a second. Wow. Yeah. wow. There is kind of, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but there's sort of a trick you could do to solve this one. You don't have but, to go get an analog clock and try to figure it out? <laughs> no, actually, I, geez, I don't know why I didn't see it. But yeah, I, here, I don't know if you guys can see this because I can't see the, Screen right now. Let me go bring up. The, yeah. All right. Good. So Show us. Uh, just a picture of it. So I have a couple of pens here. And yeah. here, let me get something with a little different color to it. Okay. There. You can see the difference between the Sharpie and that blue pen. Yeah. So if I say that this is my hour hand and this is my second hand, of course, the, right. wait, hour and minute. Sorry. The minute goes right. around, but at the meantime, the hour hand is moving too, right. but it's moving much, much more slowly. Correct. So as this hand goes around, it has to go around a full revolution. Yeah. While this one, that hour only moves a like twelfth. one twelfth of a full revolution, 30 degrees. Correct. So this thing is going 30 degrees per hour. And this one's going 180, not sorry, 360 degrees 60. per hour. Right. That's right. So, um, and then you can kind of keep doing that over and over and over again. The thing that's uh, – so what you could do is then figure out, like, at what time then, what time does it take for these – this is like an algebra problem with uh, almost trains on a train track, uh -huh. except it's going in circles. So um, if this thing is going around at its own rate, this thing's going yeah. around at its own rate, right. then – Basically, how long does it take for these two trains to come together again? To line back up. I can yeah. see, but down to a tenth, that's interesting because I'm thinking, well, just, just in general, you can look at a, a clock and go, well, about 105 
is roughly what it you know is it is a is a point where they're going to look similar. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got in 315, they kind of line up at 315 and 420 and 525 kind of, but. Um, but this gets exact. Yeah, you got to get to a tenth of a second. Tenth of a well, second? And actually, these ones, I could do this now because I see a trip it, through it here. See it. I don't know why it didn't hit me before. But anyway, uh, I'm looking at them. I know that that answer for A if they ask for more digits is going to be another two, seven, but that seven is going to bump that a up to a three. Um, Cause the, the key thing here is that um, how many times do they come together uh, other right. than right at noon? Right. Oh, so, so they're going to do that. If you look through here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten other times. So there's like eleven chunks of time in there. If we right. took that twelve hours and divided it by eleven, is that making sense? Something like that. I'm take a whole say, pie. I will. I will say I hit the little easier button than you did. Okay. Google Google is your friend, and I found people uh, in the box already and went through the whole explanation. <laughs> Dang. Okay. All right. Figured, well. figured, figured and found, but yes. Because, yeah, the math, I mean, uh, this could get interesting. But it yeah. is, like you said, it's the two trains leaving the, the station <laughs> exactly. at the same time. And same time, but when circles. do they cross? Yeah. All That's right. a deep we, problem. That's a good problem. That is a deep problem. Where do you want to go next, Tom? I'll go right down the line. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's go to the next one, which is uh, I will share about pterodactyls. That's where we're headed next. Pterodactyls. So I had that open somewhere here. Beware of sleeping pterodactyl. This one's a four and a half. I'm sorry. It's Ooh. a three and a half, three and a half. BC7M. As in multi, so this D is one, in this difficulty. One. Y is in uh, Yuma, and F is in physics. Find it, find it. Interesting. So this one, this one's kind of pie related, in in yeah. that I found I found it's in up in Tatum, and I found it at the Cedo, which is usually the same <laughs> weekend as uh, Tatum Pecan Pie Fest. That's true. Oh. If I solve this, can I have some pecan pie? I just want to... That's right. You said pecan. Are you texting just like some... a pecan? We're pecans, well, yes. You're we're... pecans. But I will not turn is Pecan is something you go to the bathroom in. I will not. <laughs> I will not. A, a pecan. Now, I will not turn down a pecan pie if you offered it to me. Let me tell you that. No. I'll tell Neither you you're wrong Tom. the whole time I'm touching my face. <laughs> well, as <he's, laughs> right. As he finishes off the pecan pie and he'll tell you but that's okay just, just uh, like i'll uh, eat your chili with beans in it while i'm telling you there shouldn't be beans and chili <laughs> beans and chili that's right well it's no longer chili but that's okay if you want to put beans yeah. in there just can't call it chili but that's okay beware of sleeping pterodactyls um the cache is located okay martin cemetery blah 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 uh now for the puzzle when you stand at the postal coordinates 
Look around the cemetery. You will see two very large granite markers around six feet tall. That's like 1.2 times 98X or a little, <coughs> little less than K13. And that's two cashers up there. Okay. Oh, yeah, 98X. I know that. I know who 98, 98X is. I didn't know a K13, but I'm familiar with 98X. Glenn and Kevin. Okay. Oh, I didn't know the K13 was. Okay. Somewhere between them, you see a historical marker, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Choose left or right and go to the large granite marker. Count the letters in the surname for those of us from East Texas. That's the last name on the marker. Surname. That's funny. That's the last name for you people from East Texas, which is where I'm living. Now for some math. Add the number of letters in your choice of direction, A or B, plus C. Use the table below to determine where to find the first stage of this cache. So, super simple math on this one. But your elementary school kid can do this one. You got to go find a marker, and then you add up, find the name, do the add up, count the numbers, and add them up. But I don't know which way to choose. What if I choose left? Okay. Go ahead. It's going to be different if I choose right. Is it? We're going to end up with two different. We're going to end up with two different spots. Maybe not. Well, maybe oh. two different spots, but maybe the math works out the same with the names. Uh, in your choice okay. of direction, maybe. the number maybe. of letters in your choice of direction, east or west. If you choose left or right. Looking for the look looking at the historical marker, choose left or right and go to the to that large granite marker. Count the letters in the surname. Okay, so it kind of all depends on where so I guess you is this sort of the joke of you you need to be there? You gotta be there to, to for this you, for this one you have to be there. So there's yeah, four letters in left, four numbers in left, there's five numbers in right. So I'm just gonna make this super simple. If you go to the left, the guy on the left, his name's got five letters, and you go to the right, the guy on the right's got four That's letters. Four so, letters. <laughs> so it adds up. It adds up the same. Uh, clever. I'm not clever. saying that's the answer because, frankly, I don't think uh, that. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. I, I don't know. know. But I like the idea. It's a little. I thought maybe, it was pretty cool. I I was thinking that's. Uh, Clever. Yeah. And I kind of think I mean, glasses. this, this is a, it's, it was made a puzzle, but I kind of think, shouldn't it, this have been a multi? Yeah, it could have been a multi. I can see your point. It's a borderline call. I yeah. Think, on this one. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of in between, but it was uh, fun. It had a, this had a cool final. Oh, neat. Now you always, I always love, love, that aspect of it. So, um, yeah, I, okay, I enjoyed, let's. I enjoyed this one. The let's next trick one, it, I was gonna say, let's trick it up. Let's go down the list. We'll come back to that one. Let's do one of. Let's do one of Kevin's, and then we'll come okay. back. Okay. Just to kind of make things a little different, we're gonna start with your first one on the list, there, Kevin. An algebra railroad nightmare. Well, yeah, that doesn't. Sound, that doesn't. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I mean, it does, you, but I'm saying is. 
you remember um, all the way math gets picked on uh, terribly, sure. of course. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if you uh, can you bring up that page for people to see yeah, that? I'm going to do that. I'm just letting people know, too. Uh, they're listening. It's GC70. <clears throat> Uh, F is in fizzy, the letter, the number six, and then P is in puzzle because it is a puzzle, but it's also the last letter of the court of the uh, GC, GC seventy F six P, and I'm bringing it up now for all of us to look at, and I'm doing that right now. It's called an algebra railroad nightmare. Yeah, and there it is. So I hope I can give a shout out right here. I got to give a shout yeah. out. You know, Go how does it. a guy who lives in the northeastern corner of Pennsylvania on the border of New York and New Jersey own a geocache down in North Georgia? And uh, big shout out to my good friend, Tracy Letterman, Team Letterman, okay. who lives cool. in uh, Milledgeville, Georgia. Yeah, who, Milledgeville. Uh, yeah, he helped set me up with this geocache, uh, the physical part of it, and then it was up nice. to me to create a puzzle to go with it. And so I created two puzzles, and this is an unusual one because you get to pick which kind of puzzle you like best. So uh, if you could Choose your own adventure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so let's go look at your the first choice there, that Gary Larson version there that you see. Yep, see, Gary, Gary, right? Yep. Mathphobic's nightmare. Okay, now listen up. Nobody gets in here without answering the following question. The train leaves Philadelphia at 1 p.m. It's traveling 65 miles an hour and blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. You know, um, I, I mean, that's the kind of thing that we always got picked on. Like, you know, I mean, math yeah. is, uh, solves puzzles that nobody cares about, right? But like well, I uh, say, you need some paper? <laughs> yeah, uh, right, right, exactly. Train so, leaves here. And, go ahead. Uh, now is it Union Pacific? Is it Burlington Northern Santa Fe? Or yeah. does that make a difference? <laughs> no. Um, the, the key thing here is you get down to the two options uh, a little okay. bit farther down. So here's what you actually have to do. Either option one, math at the Millersville Railroad. Now, right. this – I love this. This takes you to the train station, a really nice train station in Milledgeville, where some basic algebra or basic arithmetic, similar to what you guys were, uh, Tom, that you picked uh, a little bit before is there. And so right. I just kind of took that math phobics nightmare and I made it real for the town of Milledgeville. One train sets out from Eatonton at 1139 a.m. heads south toward Gordon. Another train leaves Gordon exactly the same time as north toward Eatonton. I'm not going to read the whole rest of it, but here's the ugly, <laughs> messy math problem. And I actually got to see Volkloss's uh, response there. I, you know what, uh, Joe, I'm in the same place as you for sure. I would jump <laughs> at go straight to option two. That's right. I definitely go straight to option two. So that's funny. Anyway, yeah, you know, I I love math. This is this is drudgery to me. But anyway, um, you know, but it, you could solve that and do this. And there's a it, you don't mind me getting off on a teeny tangent real quick. Sure, go for it. Um, do that all you know, time. what I did, if if you could scroll down and bring up, like, yeah. maybe the most recent log on this was an interesting one. And then you did a railroad ciphers option, too, by the way, for those that are Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that in just a second. Okay. But, um, just so people see what's up with this one. Uh, yeah, I think this is the one here. Uh, further? Or you yes. So what I, I asked people to do, you know, just go to the most recent log. Okay. 
There we go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I enjoyed a uh, shout out to RB Motmot. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Gary, you're so good at reading all those uh, uh, geocaching names. RB Motmot. But anyway, RB yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I challenged people not just to come up with a solution, but I wanted just for my own interest sake, which one did you choose? And it's interesting. Oh. You can scroll through here now and yeah. you have a whole database of like, what did people do? And this guy, I love it. This guy ends up, did he do one first to solve yeah. it? And then he went and uh, did option two. Now, I wonder if Volkloss would have, if he was doing both, <laughs> he would have done it the other way around. I don't know. But, uh, or maybe he would have just done two and called it quits at that point. I could see a good case for that. Right. But um, yeah, yeah, so they, the two solutions. You know, I'm I'm sorry, Kevin. I was gonna say for those listening, um, what what they put in their cash log is, I'm a bit of a puzzle fanatic, so I used option one to solve it, and then used option two to check my work. I thought that's funny. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I don't know. I guess that means you don't really need a geo checker on this one. Just do them both, right? But anyway, <laughs> so. um, the thing with this one is then that uh, you get. If you could scroll back up a little bit, yeah. let's get that other solution. And sure. it's my own puzzle, so I, I'm not going to spoil it, but I could at least give you this hint along with a little philosophy of puzzle writing here. I yeah. mean, a good lots of puzzle writers make puzzles uh, of varying difficulties. Good puzzle writers want their puzzles to be able to be solved, and they Correct. want to have a breadcrumb trail uh, from where you start to where you mm -hmm. got to get to to do this. And so um, the the good puzzle writers have something in there that uh, might give you just a little bit of a nudge where you go. This one's maybe more than a little bit of a nudge, but um, this is a railroad cipher. The whole thing is about railroads, and you're at a mm -hmm. railroad station when uh, you're uh, starting out with the posted cords there. And now you read this, and we find out that uh, in some locker in this railroad station, there's that wrinkled up note that they found. Right. And so you have a bunch of letters and evil, hateful me ended up going through and just writing the letters down. So you can't copy and paste them. You got to type yes, them in. I love but that. You, you are going to end up solving this thing. Uh, yeah. Probably, you know, geocaching toolbox or, uh, you know, cash uh, sleuth as our new favorite or cash sleuth, cash sleuth, cash sleuth. Shout out. Yeah. We like that. So yeah, shout out. going through all those. Now, uh, the trick is of all the ciphers that you have available to you, which one would it be? Mm -hmm, so right. there's a little breadcrumb thing here that leads to it because this is a railroad cipher. Ah. And if you read that paragraph carefully, there's a little piece that goes with that. Right. Don't be don't be afraid to shout it out. You're not going to feel like I'm, I'm kind of hoping some people end up. Uh, we, this is as far as we'll take them. They can do the rest for themselves. So you see I'll another word in there. Yeah, I'm just going to read this so that oh, for those that are listening, a passenger on a train to Milledgeville. By the way, shout out to my my son who lives in Macon, who's not very far from here. Okay, he'll have to. I'll <laughs> tell him to go go find this one someday. Yeah, uh, he's going to be at going caching too, which. Uh, it'd be a little ways from this, but he can do it when he gets home. Passenger on the train to Milledgeville is in, in seeking a geocache, finds a strange bit of gibberish scrawled on a wrinkled up paper. He finds inside a locker in the station. Looking at the paper, he's on the fence. 
about whether to treat it as a meaningless railroads babble or important data, which may help him find the geocache or to reject it and search the railroad station for more clues. What could it mean? Yeah. There yeah. you go. You did that really well. I don't need to say any more. <laughs> say I'm just going to shut up. Say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Anyway, that's great. That's a good one, Kevin. Uh, so. Yeah, thank you. And I'm going to shout out there, Tracy Letterman. Thank you for making that yeah. one possible. So maintaining that for me. Awesome. All right. I got to go down and find my cash. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's I, yeah. I did get to go down and visit. Got yeah. a few of those like that sometimes. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll go. We'll come back to a couple of years here in a minute. Uh, let's jump back up onto Electric Waterboy's list. Oh, uh, this, is his. this sounds fun. Yeah, keep doing his? yeah, I already know the answers of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's jump to the next one then. Of uh, Kevin's called "Easy as Pie." Uh, What's in a number? name? Oh yeah, number three. Uh, number th- yeah, I'm bringing up yeah. uh, "Easy as Pie" three. So let me share that with everybody. Great. And while I'm doing that, it's GC five M as in multi, even though it's a puzzle. It's M as in multi, H as in hike, seventy five. So, Gary, if you don't mind me just throwing in there because you made the perfect segue to this earlier in our conversation here. Um, Look at the date this one was hidden. Yep. Oh, 3-14-2015. That's right. So this was that same day. You guys will recall that Groundspeak offered a Pi Day souvenir, the only time they've done a Pi Day souvenir. Yes. Um, for uh, that special magical day. And I've been doing Pi Day events for a long, oh, yeah. long time for geocaching. But I even before that, even before I was a geocacher, I was doing Pi Day stuff in school for my students. So right. this geocaching just gave me another venue, I guess, to bring <laughs> that right. in. So I'm dangerous now. But uh, this one here uh, is based on... Uh, puzzle i guess that i had seen so uh the neat thing is uh is about this guy mr math and uh he has 29 students in his class and i uh, built copy holes for his students blah 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 but yeah you see here it's saying that uh it turns out the cost of engraving depended on the letters in the name while every a costs the same every b costs the same and so on Different letters of the alphabet can differ in price from one another. So I'm hoping this is feeling an awful lot like those algebra problems that we were talking before. Yeah. Where, yeah, where your A's are have a certain value, but you have to figure out what that value is. Ah. When the students returned from their Pi Day recess, they were thrilled to see their new names on their cubby holes. One student, Xavier, <laughs> asked, asked Mr. Mouth. Just how much did it cost you to have all of those letters engraved? Funny you should ask, replied the teacher with a grin. I have the I have the cost for each of your names listed right here. Mr. Math proceeded to write this chart of values on the chalkboard. Ah, love it. So Ned yeah. cost 85. Paul 50. 
<laughs> and That's so it. on. That's awesome. Xavier cost 89. Not too bad. Let's see. The most expensive is Charles. 212. Am I finding that? No, is that the, no, no. Mavis. Yeah. 250. Is that the highest one? Mavis. Maybe. I don't know. The, yeah, the trick two, here is coming, coming up with a great strategy to solve this one. And this, this puzzle actually kind of teaches you the idea behind the algebra that we were doing before. Because if you can look at, uh, look through, uh, so you have some very short names in here. There's a few that are very mm -hmm. short. Um, right. Are there any where the letters that you use very similar to each other? Or maybe are there any cases where um, there's like only one letter different between? Oh, uh, that's where I was heading. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I haven't found that yet, but so, but you will. <laughs> Ari is forty. A, so the number of A's, number of R's, and number of I's that totals up to forty. Well, right. yeah. Whatever number A stands for, the price of right. an A plus the price a. of an R plus the price of an I is forty. Yeah. So A A plus R plus I is yes. forty. We don't exactly. know it. We don't know what those uh, variables are yet. So going on to the one next to it, I could substitute that and say 40 plus E plus L equals 88. Yes. And you just keep going to, you got to find, I just haven't found where it's at yet. I follow look you at, though. I see Ivy. Look at Paul. Paul is 50. Now look around and look for something that's really close to having the same letters as oh, Paul. Oh, there it is. I see it. Yep. So you can get P right off the bat. Exactly. And then it's like one step after another. Now it almost becomes a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle or solving a matrix, I guess, if you wanted to go to that point. Right. But what you're doing is you're, you can kind of uh, get one at a time. And then when you're done with this whole thing, well, yeah. once you, you know, got in, one, yeah, you build in one. mathematics, we trust once you have enough of those letters solved for what's the price of each one, you can add them all up and you've got the number you're looking for. Oh, wow. I like that. And this one has a really cool final too. Oh, neat. So, yeah. Yeah. Something that fits that theme. And in case you're wondering, it is in Pennsylvania. Yes. Near, Near Milford, Milford, Pennsylvania. Just north east of milford yeah very cool and in case you're wondering where milford is yep i kind of am <laughs> <laughs> i'm going out a little further to take a look you're seeing new york new jersey and pennsylvania all at once in that map oh that's showing. oh very cool. that's the point that's where the oh yeah is there is there a cash right here oh what? yeah is there a cache at the at the confluence of four state of uh, three states? It's there, well, a part of a cache, I guess you could say. Tri states. It's funny that yeah. somebody labeled it. I always like when three three or four states come together. I always think that's fascinating. Or even two states. Yeah. Certain or three states. Really, three is where it, two doesn't make much sense because you have too big of a line. But three states. When you get to three, that's when you get a a, a triangle point. I always love those. I have a geocache that's actually right on the edge of the land there, bordering uh -huh. the Delaware River, 
at the easternmost point of Pennsylvania, that point that you were zoomed in on. Yeah. Is, it's not the same as the tri-state point. It's close by, but the easternmost point, the only thing special about the location is, uh, you know, that it's the easternmost point in Pennsylvania. But if you're a, I think we almost have a little bit of geography geek in us, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I am big time, but yeah, I'll bring it back up. It's cool to see that in, to know that you're standing at as far east as you can go in the state. Oh, right yeah, that is that is an interesting point. So you're saying that, okay, so the farthest east you can go, is that you, over, where, is it over here? Over by no, um, move no. over to the, yeah, now down a little bit. You see that green island in the middle of the river? No, bring it down a little bit. In the middle There's of the green river. Uh, yeah, okay, that yeah. that blue is the Delaware River. Okay. And, and it's bent right yeah. there. If you could pull down it here? down more. No, no, no. Um, yes, yeah, slide it down. Transpose it down. Go down. No, not with the plus minus. Yeah, just drag it down. Just drag it down. Don't, don't just drag it down. Go down. Down this way? The other, the oh, other down. Pull the map down so we can see higher on the map. Oh, higher on the map. I'm sorry. Up here this way. There we go. Oh, there you go. Stop right, right there. there. This right triangle there. No, here? No, uh, nope. Not exactly, but look at the land that's there. I wish I could point there. Uh, okay. Follow the edge of the land. You see where it says Matamoros up there? Oh, uh, yeah, up here. Okay, so that's Pennsylvania, but that's the only land in that picture that's Pennsylvania. Oh. Port Jervis okay. is New York. Oh, right. Um, oh, we're, we're crossed into New York at that point. Okay. Yes. So, but look at where the river bends and that easternmost point that is in Pennsylvania. Right here. Down where you would ask if there's a, geo, there's a geocache exactly at that point. Oh, neat. For, the, for only the reason that it's the easternmost point. So it's right down here at this very mm -hmm. very tiny point down here. Okay. Yep. Yeah. TST4, oh. TST4, get to the point in PA. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to bring that up. Very cool. I mean, oh, we're getting distracted. Okay. Sorry. I, I made some friends and made some enemies with that one because we the hype to it scroll. is a toughie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. That, I like that one. That's interesting. Thank you. Uh, hey, the wife would let me go get that one because there's a dog part in that picture. I could leave her and yes. the dog together, and off I go. There is. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, easiest pie 05 next. So let me bring that one up. <clears throat> uh, did we finish with talking about algebra road nightmare? I guess we did, didn't we? You're done with the algebra, at least for uh, going on this one here. Yeah, I like I like that one. Let's talk about easiest pie five. I know I'm going to come back and solve three though. Let me share. Let me share. Yeah. yeah. Let me share this one with everyone. So the next one we're going to look at is called easiest pie five perplexing Pythagoras. He's got pi dash Pythagoras. So. Share it with the <clears throat> chat room, and then I will now bring up the screen. Okay, yep, it shared it. GC5M as in multi, 
H is in hike, uh, number seven, and V is in virtual. GC5MH7V, and it is called, again, easy as pi five, perplexing Pythagoras. And, oh, we got to say multi-square thing here. Place the digits for zero to eight in the circles so that the distance between successful numbers are decreasing. The straight line distance for each successive pair should be strictly decreasing. No ties. Ooh. So Ooh. a little explanation or further explanation order. Yeah. Maybe? Oh, absolutely. So, the thing you want to do is you want to make your first trip from one of those letters to another one of those letters by a straight line. You want to make that uh, the longest of any of the ones you're going to find. Now, the, the longest distance between two letters there, straight line distance, is F to C. Um, right. As you can see, yep. this is the opposite corners. But that right. doesn't mean that F to C is going to be where you actually start on this. But the trick is once you go from F to C, now you have to go from, say, C to another letter. Right. And, oh. Okay. And the thing is that you need your distances between each pair as you go straight lines around this grid. You need it to go lower and lower and lower, no ties. And actually, I have – an kind of a simpler example to explain. Do you see where I have the words, this example? Um, yeah. I, if you could click on that for a second, that should bring up. Okay. Yeah, I'll share that one. Oh, it's, it's shared. Okay. Go ahead. So, you know, let's just say I, I made this one uh, work out easily with the numbers here. So, cause the number right. zero is already there. If you started at zero. Right. And then you moved over to one. That's a total length of, we'll say, three units. If I right. called the length of a side of those squares one unit, that's unit, three right. units from zero to one. Now, where's the Pythagoras come from comes in next. From one, we're going to go to two by a straight line, not like, you know, going, not following the sides, the streets, but, oh. you know, cutting across through people's uh, yards, right. if you want to think of it that way. I don't know, yep. Gary, maybe oh, you could just... On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you take your cur your cursor and just run it back and forth between one and two straight line? One to two. Yes, like that's this? what I mean. That's what you mean. Across, that distance yeah. right there is what you have to figure out. Now, ah. I think you can tell looking at it, it's less than the three units that was from zero to one. Correct. But in order to calculate how long that is, we Correct. use a thing called the Pythagorean theorem that says that we can square two sides of a right triangle where they meet at a right angle, the two legs, add those squares up and take the square root. So um, if I have a triangle, imagine the triangle that mm -hmm. goes from one to two, but, you know, make a right triangle out of that, it would go through four. Exactly. Correct. So the distance from two to four is only one unit. The distance from four to one is two units. And to find the exact distance between one and two, we use the Pythagorean theorem. We go right. one squared is one right. and two squared is four and add them up. We'll have 
five and take the square root of five. So you get, uh, you know, you get another one of those irrational numbers, a number. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say like pi, but you know, it, it, they could make posters out of square root of five. We make puzzles out of square root of five if we want. Um, right. But anyway, uh, that number right there is less than less than the three units. We went from zero to one. So zero to one is the longest. One right. to two, that would be the second longest we'd have. Now from two, we'll cut down to three. Right. Okay. That's equal to the square root of two. two. One plus one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And then for three to four, that's one unit. So uh, there were no ties. Zero to one Correct. was three. One to two was the square root of five. Two to three was square root of two. And three to four was just plain one. one. Right. And uh, and it got lower and lower every time. So if you could like go back to the main page now. Yes. Oh, my fault. Hang on. Oh, come back. Welcome back. We'll be there. Hang on. Okay. Hold that thought. I'm bringing it back up. I lost it. Square root of five, by the way, is 2.23 something or other. So 2.236. Yeah. Six, right. So some, something <clears throat> of that nat something of that nature, which again, it fits what your requirement was. And the requirement was that they decreased without tying. Right. So, right. So, all right, back to that one. Excellent. <laughs> Force Awakens. I'm feeling Chad yeah. Derek would use a CAD program and just measure the distances. Absolutely. Why not? You could. But now yeah, the thing like that – oh, yes, thank you, Vote Gloss. Uh, yeah. You've done this one, haven't you, Vote Gloss? You can answer that question and pop that up maybe. Yeah, I will. Um, but scroll down there, and let's look at that picture on the screen. And right. so now what you've got to do is you got to work all of those nine different letters mm. in order uh, right. going, uh, you know, highest to lowest distances between them. And once yes. you do that and assign the numbers to it, then the thing down below is going to end up giving you uh, everything you need for that puzzle. This is, this is it's not an easy one, right. but it's... Uh, you know, I think it's a satisfying one. It's, it's not a lot of like drudgery. Yeah. Right. I do love and, it, though. That's cool. And I take, can't take credit for having created the whole concept of this puzzle. Um, right. Somebody I don't know did. Um, and it goes way back to a puzzle I solved in California back in my, um, back in my rookie year of geocaching. <laughs> mm -hmm. and never forgot it and uh he archived it which was a sad thing but he had no problem with me taking his idea and adapting it to to here i never forgot that puzzle so yeah yo yeah that's right of course i knew that i Back uh, did that whole thing so yeah he's that's a puzzler cool. for sure neat so neat. that's a neat one i like that well um can i help you get evil Take the same puzzle and make it 3D. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Have you done yeah. the Pythagorean theorem in three dimensions on these things? <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that could be interesting. It a is interesting. B squared equals C squared. Yep. A, a squared plus B squared plus C squared equals D squared. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, really? I wasn't. I wasn't going that far with it, but you still uh, got three, the math if it three dimensional. Yeah. On a Rubik's cube, you could do it. <laughs> oh yeah, Rubik's cube. You, yeah, I, you're still. I'm just still going with the premise here. You go pick the two farthest <laughs> distance apart. Well, right. Oh wow. Yeah. But it's okay. but now instead of a but flat plane, it's it's 3D. Mm. Right. So you got to ca calculate the distance a little hard, a little tougher there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could do this all night, but <laughs> I don't think. We're or or we could it. save yeah. some of these for next week. Yeah. So we're going to do a part two next Tuesday. Uh, and so everybody join us again uh, and we'll talk some more. We got some more of Kevin's. Uh, hopefully, if Kevin's available, he'll he'll be on with us again. And Tom uh, has some of his that we're going to do as well. You remember and where we left off? I do. I'll make I'll make us a note, and uh, we'll yeah, do. We, we stopped at the sleeping pterodactyls on pterodactyls on mine. Okay, we did, and we did the first three of Kevin's. We got one more of Kevin's to do, so we will do that. So, all right. Um, Yep, uh, Fours Awakens. Hoping to have these solved by then. Quite a bit of homework. Uh, they will well, be in the statement. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so uh, they will be in the show notes. All of it. Hey, can you uh, catch? So if you want to go work on if you want to work on those uh, in the meantime, you can. Uh, but until then, we'll see everybody Sunday. If not, we'll see you back here uh, next Tuesday. What's same the show? Sunday? What's the show Sunday? Same bat time, same bat channel. I can't tell you, but you got to be on. Oh yeah, that's all. I, that's all I can tell you is you have to be on for it. It's you the already Gary, spilled the beans, <laughs> Gary. I know Gary's wacky <laughs> questions. I haven't shared the questions though. No, he hasn't. I have no idea those, what you're going to ask. Those are hidden in a vault, and they will not be revealed <laughs> until they are revealed. So, so there you go. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Kind of last minute, but it actually worked out perfect. Uh, we appreciate that. I should we should have realized. Of course, we weren't quite sure what we were going to do uh, math wise, so I can't be. Uh, I can't blame Tom too much because we weren't really quite sure yet. <laughs> but um, but anyway, it was great, and uh, we'll see everybody either Sunday or Tuesday. So. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. Fun. Cue yep. the music.